I'm Kate Daniels. When we look at life at our community, we might see all the ramped up activity of the holiday season, and it can feel exciting. Yet, in the midst of this are some stunning facts. One in eight Washingtonians lives in poverty. One in five Washington children lives in a household that struggles against hunger. If we find ourselves to be the fortunate seven out of eight, let's hear what Thomas Reynolds offers us as a great opportunity this holiday season. Thomas Reynolds is the CEO of Northwest Harvest. Thomas Reynolds, good morning. Thank you so greatly for being with us this morning. Thanks for having me, Kate. And larger than that, uh, welcome to you here is a huge thanks for your passion, your involvement in Northwest Harvest. Larger than that, really your passion for helping people who are struggling with hunger. And they're struggling with hunger typically because uh, poverty is a big part of what is going on in their life. So uh, if one can say thanks for, you know, following your heart to do that, thank you. Thanks, Kate. Uh, I think there is a lot of compassion involved in working with people who struggle with hunger and, and poverty. I also think there's a justice dimension, too. I believe that people have the right to healthy and nutritious food. And that's why I really love Northwest Harvest's approach to approach everyone, uh, families and individuals who struggle with hunger, with a sense that respect and dignity are an offer as well as nutritious food. And I'm glad you're making that a focus because that's what really has struck me with what Northwest Harvest does. It's not simply like, oh, here's some food, it'll fill your tummy. No, it's really about nutrition because that is going to make the world of difference in a person's life to help their brain, their mind, and of course then their entire well-being, but they'll be able to function more of vitally, I would say, in the world that way. Yeah, I really agree with that. You know, Northwest Harvest was born out of the civil rights era, 1967. A group of people in Seattle came together and really approached the topic of poverty in a broad sense. They did uh, a series of research and studies. They looked at housing, they looked at economic development, uh, healthcare, and food and nutrition. And at that point decided that food justice would be the right thing for Northwest Harvest to work on. And since 1967, there's been really a strong focus on answering two questions. The first is, how do we help people who are hungry right now? And the second is, and equally important, why are people hungry and what can we do about it? And that we see more and more all around us. So this work is so critical. Our involvement, of course, is part and parcel of it as well, is to help Northwest Harvest come up with the solutions uh, to get to this root cause and, and fix the problem. That's right. And I think uh, our basic premise is there are far too many food insecure people in Washington state, more than a million people. And it affects different communities in more significant ways. Communities of color and particularly African-American communities are disproportionately affected by hunger and food insecurity, as well as rural communities. And so those are a major focus of Northwest Harvest. And it's our uh, sense that if we can provide access to healthy and nutritious food 
for people who struggle with hunger. And if we can mobilize many, many different stakeholders, private sector, government, civil society organizations, nonprofits, church groups, volunteers, all of these different people, if we come together and operate on the assumption that hunger is not necessary, it is something that has been created by the structures in society that are unjust, we work on them together, we can actually solve this. And over the next 10 years, Northwest Harvest would like to see that number, 12.5% of Washingtonians who experience food insecurity, to be cut in half. That is an incredible goal. And you're relatively new with Northwest Harvest. You're not new at all to food justice and, and working on making a difference in this world. So you have, uh, I would say, uh, strong roots in moving forward and helping us get to that goal. I grew up in Tacoma, and uh, in my childhood, my, my father was a teacher. And I still remember uh, a year when I was fairly young, maybe six, seven, eight years old, and um, Tacoma teachers went on strike. And during that, it was a prolonged strike. And during that period, uh, my family um, utilized food stamps, and um, it was a difficult time for us. But it really uh, helped me understand at a very early age that um, you know parents who are struggling to make ends meet and put food on the table, it really affects them, and it, and it affects the whole family. And I think, you know, from that very early age, I, I felt connected to this work. And then after university, I, I went to San Francisco and I worked on homeless issues. I started social enterprises that employed formerly homeless and formerly drug addicted or incarcerated youth. And you know, I think just from the time I was very young, uh, I just had this sense that we could do it better, that we could work together as a society and and you know end this and and make it something that could be society could be more equal and more just. And we have to keep working at this. You've been doing this now for a couple of decades, and and strides have been made, but do you feel that really we are advancing? We have this goal to cut uh, the hunger in Washington State in half. Are we, um, are we making progress? Well, I spent about 15 years in uh, international development. I worked for another organization, and I covered 95 countries. And the poverty dynamics, I think, uh, as Washingtonians, we think about places like Bangladesh or Syria or Cambodia, and we, we, we palpably sense that there is hunger and poverty there. Um, and we maybe uh, have images of very poor housing stock and um, this sense of hunger and malnutrition. But when I returned to the Seattle area uh, earlier this year, I was really stunned by the level of inequality here in Washington State. At the same time, you have, you know, in the Seattle skyline, you have dozens upon dozens of cranes and new buildings being constructed. And I would literally walk to my office in Belltown and see, you know, in these gleaming new doorways, you would see people who had um, protected themselves with cardboard boxes and, and were sleeping in the same doorways. And I think since 2008, with the 
financial meltdown uh, perpetuated by uh, big finance institutions. You've had a dramatic increase in poverty and in food insecurity. And now we see economic recovery, and uh, that's reflected in real estate prices. And, um, you know, we hear about new jobs. But what's not happening is a recovery from the people who were struggling over this past decade. I understand that there are thousands of people every month who are moving to Washington State, making it one of the highest growth states in the country right now. And a lot of those people are coming for jobs. But what we're not seeing is for people who maybe have a little bit less education or a little bit less opportunity because of their skill set, they're struggling even more. And so I think we're seeing a parallel rise of economic growth and inequality. That is such a succinct way of portraying this for us to really get a sense of the challenge that we face. And and with this influx where we're seeing this growth, but we see where that's causing housing to rise and people to then be displaced from their homes because the they're not able to afford it. So that injustice is happening. And of course, as that happens, then uh, it's just a, a slippery downhill slope and, and they end up in uh, having food poverty as well. That's right. There's such a strong connection because a paycheck is a paycheck. And one of the common misperceptions is people who access food banks are um, without jobs and without homes. And that is true for about 6% of people who access food banks across the state. They may actually be homeless. But for the vast majority, we are talking about people who are struggling. Maybe they're single parents or they're, um, they're providing for multiple generations within a household. They're working one, two, even three jobs, very long commutes. And the choice is paying for rent, paying for health care, paying for warm clothes during the winter. And also within that bucket of funds, food needs to be provided as well. And that's why these are so interconnected and interrelated. Exactly. And it's important for us to grasp that, that we don't pass judgment and think this person is just uh, not giving it their best effort, where, as you say, two and three jobs are what people have to do to just kind of maybe stay afloat if they're even doing that. But that's why Northwest Harvest is there to help them at least have a little bit of a foot up. That's exactly right, Kate. And what I'm so impressed with is people who struggle, I think they're some of the most generous people in our society. A couple of weeks ago, at our Cherry Street Food Bank. On Thursdays, we have what we call Baby Day, which is uh, a day set aside just for um, mothers and fathers and their infant children to come in and not only get um, nutritious food that's appropriate for kids, but also to have some hygiene products that help with, with raising kids. And there was a woman there who is now volunteering, and she and I got to talking a little bit And she shared with me that three years ago, she was homeless and uh, she was really relying on the Cherry Street Food Bank to to get food uh, each week. And uh, she said, I'm in a different place now. 
she now has a 10-month-old baby. I got to meet the baby as well. And uh, she is volunteering now at the Cherry Street Food Bank. And I, I was just so impressed with this woman and uh, her interest in giving back to a community and to Northwest Harvest who had helped her in her time of trouble. And I think that's something that um, we see repeated over and over and over. People who have struggled and experienced struggle, they don't imagine it being permanent. They don't see it as forever. And when, you know, she's in a better place now, so she's giving back. And I think that's what we can expect from many, many people who are struggling now. They're going to be making significant contributions across our communities um, uh, at, at other times. And that's the type of society that I want to live in. I agree. Me too. And I think really, uh, I would say the majority of Washingtonians have displayed in the past how, in one case, with Team Northwest Harvest, we take a day where we really uh, share our pocketbooks, share our hearts by supporting the work that Northwest Harvest does. And uh, so having painted some of the picture as to the challenges that we face, here's an opportunity for each and every one of us to be part of the solution and help Northwest Harvest reach a really important new goal. Yes, you're talking about Home Team Harvest, which is December 2nd. And I love this program. It was created just after 9-11 in 2001. And the thought was so many people were feeling down and concerned and, and upset about what was going on in our community and our world that Northwest Harvest and uh, our media partners uh, and food organizations decided we would come together and celebrate something positive, bringing people together to help provide for some of the people who are struggling most in our communities. And uh, Northwest Harvest and, and Home Team Harvest have generated now millions of meals over the course of those 17 years with this program. And, um, and that's just really exciting to see. Yes, literally millions. And because this has had such a, a great and positive response, isn't the goal 5 million more meals this year? That's right. Yeah, the goal is 5 million meals. And uh, that sounds like a really big number. But there are so many people who in Seattle and beyond and in Washington State come together. I think it's really achievable. Uh, for $20 you can feed a family of three for an entire week. Uh, and so, yes, a million dollars, uh, a million meals sounds like a, a very big number, but when we all come together, it's actually very doable, and I think we will do it this year. I really feel strongly about that with you as well and want to uh, have you just express why the financial, the monetary donations are really so important. Certainly we can donate foodstuffs, but you have an incredible way, a great purchasing power, I guess I would say, don't you, Thomas, to be able to make these dollars really count for so much more? That's right. I think when people think about Northwest Harvest, they think about our food bank and they imagine the people who are in line and, um, and uh, taking food donations home with them. 
But what's behind the scenes is a procurement department uh, and warehouses across the state. And our procurement team, we, we track a live ticker, and we're talking with growers and distributors of food every single day. And we are able to negotiate the very best prices on fresh fruits and vegetables and proteins and dairy and, and all the different things that families uh, take home to prepare for, uh, for their families. And we're able to, with our purchasing power, we're able to, um, for pennies on the dollar, bring in food that uh, we can distribute quickly throughout the state. And we have 375 food pantries and food programs across the state who really serve as our, as our retail point or our distribution point, if you will. By giving money, we're able to put that right to work, buying food and then uh, trucking and distributing across the state. And it's so simple these days. We have many options as to how to donate. I think one of the really um, kind of tangible, experiential things we could do as a family and really be role models with our children is to really go to one of the donation drop-off spots and and see all the people in line, the cars in line to make their donations and uh, make it maybe a goal with our family to see where we might cut some corners so we are able to share with others who can really profit so greatly from maybe this part of excess that we have. Well, that's exactly right. And for many people, it is an experience. They like to go out. They like to go to these donation sites. They drop off a bag of groceries. They drop off a check. And that is something meaningful. It's become part of the holiday season for many families. For others, uh, very busy or th- that date doesn't work for them and they choose to donate online which also works very well and northwestharvest.org uh, we have a donate page and it's very easy to donate online and of course all of those donations are tax deductible and you know beyond uh, that I think it just gives us an opportunity to feel connected to our community you know there's so many people in Washington State who have done well and have a lot this is a chance for us to to share some of that with the people who are struggling during this holiday season. Yes, indeed. And uh, you made a, a point uh, when you said of these tax-deductible donations, here we are toward the end of the year. People do think about that. Oh, I need to do something charitable so I can affect my bottom line at the end of the year. You know, yes, maybe there's kind of that... Uh, what uh, a mercenary look at it, but really, it's it's not. It's practical, and in this way, this practicality translates to helping people who really it will make such a vast difference in their life. That's right. I, I personally love to donate. Uh, I, I give to a number of organizations, and every time I I write that check or I or. I, put my credit card information into a website. It's one of the best moments of the week for me. It just feels really good to know that, you know, I'm doing the small part that I can to to help other organizations and, and other missions accomplish uh, their important goals. And truly, there are so many worthy organizations 
hear one of the strong points I feel about Northwest Harvest, and you touched on that for us earlier on, Thomas, is about providing the nutritious food for families, in particular providing this for children. That development, that physical, that brain development in those early years is so critical for them, but really we see it for our community, for the world, to have that good health start at that young age. That's right. Just a couple of weeks ago, I was at East Hill Elementary in Kent, and 85% of the children at that school are on free and reduced lunch. And it is vitally important that they have that nutrition component in order to make the education possible. What was really remarkable about East Hill Elementary, I was spending time with with the family liaison there, uh, Joan Johnson. I think she's a hero. I mean, fantastic person. She was telling me that there are 50 different nationalities represented just at that one elementary. And I think that's why it's really important to focus on culturally appropriate foods. And that takes me right back to fresh fruits and vegetables. If you are, I I think I told you earlier that I spent a lot of time in other countries, everywhere I've ever been, families know what to do with a cabbage or a carrot and maybe are less familiar with some of the um, processed foods that we have in the United States. And so when we're able to provide fresh fruits and vegetables, kids are able to take those right home to their families and they can prepare a meal that is um, familiar with their own cultural traditions. And that's really important. Yes, indeed. And so that is a part of what Northwest Harvest does with children, is providing these foods, particularly at a time when we come to vacation times, breaks from school, where because they are dependent on food programs at the school, they're not there. But Northwest Harvest provides that kind of fills that gap for them. That's exactly right. We brought to Washington State something that's called the Backpack Program. We call it the Three Squares Program. And on Friday afternoons, again, with a focus on respect and dignity, we discreetly put food into kids' backpacks that they can take home so they can eat over the weekend. We do similar programs over the summer. And that's really important. It's something that um, not all of us necessarily think about, but if, if schools are really effective delivery mechanism for uh, nutrition and calories, the weekends in summertime can be a real challenge. And uh, I was recently in, in Yakima and uh, relayed to me with a story that was powerful. Uh, I think it was uh, the decision-making um, challenge that the superintendent of the Yakima School District has. And it and it's about snow days. And apparently he was uh, relaying to um, our mutual colleague that a snow day is a really difficult decision to make. And, and I was thinking, as I was hearing the story, my kids love snow days. You know, they're elated. They're, they're, you know, rushing for their winter coats and mittens to get outside and play in the snow. And he was saying that um, a snow day means for a lot of the kids in the Yakima School District, there will be no food that day. And it just hit me in a way that I had really never thought about before, that something so wonderful and so exciting for one person could actually mean uh, an unexpected trial for another's.
really that's heartbreaking. Yeah, it, it 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 really grabbed me, and it and it and it reminded me of just how important it is that we think about um, you know the the things that we don't necessarily um, immediately come to mind. We've we've got to be thinking about so weekends. That's a time that we need to find a way to get food to kids. Uh, summer times, uh, even extended holidays like uh, uh, the winter holiday break. These are all times in which. Um, Creatively, we can get additional food um, and healthy foods to kids so that they can um, they can come back to school ready to learn. Yes, so, so true. And during this month, as we're wrapping up uh, the final month of the year, and there's just, it's a, t- a month with so many festivals and holidays and so many traditions. So it is such a key time then for us to consider making a donation so that all of our friends and neighbors in our community are able to celebrate in in some fashion that they don't feel a deprivation, that they're able to find the, this joy of the season, and and we have that opportunity to help them. Yeah, that's really well said. And I was in Spokane last week, talking with uh, a chef who is running a, a free restaurant, uh, well welcoming in people in downtown Spokane. And I asked him what uh, Northwest Harvest distributes food to this restaurant. And I was asking him, what can we do more of? What can we do less of? And he said, we really love the food from Northwest Harvest, but we have enough cranberry sauce uh, for the next five years. (laughs) And I I think um, just my reflection is when we want to help others, we think about the most important meal times and moments and we think about you know our traditional meals like thanksgiving or or a, a christmas holiday or or some other holiday meal but what families really need are the things that uh, keep them going every day you know rice is very popular um, other types of grains the fresh fruits and vegetables and so i think one of the best ways to translate that desire of being able to provide um, a holiday tradition to others is to provide cash donations so that we can buy the, the foods that families can eat throughout not only December, but January as well. Yes, so, so key. And that's why coming up on Saturday, on December the 2nd, right as we begin the month, is this opportunity to take advantage. We can do it any other time, but this is a a highlighted day where we can uh, come by a drop-off site or go online and make that monetary donation. Right, Thomas? That's exactly right. And I'm going to be traveling around all the different sites uh, that morning and that day. And I look forward to meeting people and saying hello. And hopefully people will be telling me about their holiday traditions and, and how this is impacting their lives as well. So here is that big invitation. Maybe it becomes a new tradition. Maybe it already is a tradition for some families. But make it a point, if you can, to take the time and and see how you strategize the monetary donation. I, I really think it's so key to involving our children, regardless of their age, making them be part of it and understanding what we're doing. That's right. You know, we have a lot of volunteers who are kids. And for some of them, it's the very first time that they're being introduced to these issues. It's really impactful. It's really meaningful. 
And so I think this is a great way to remind our kids that um, there are people who are doing well in our society and there's people who are struggling. And, and this is a way for us to be connected to each other. Yes, so, so true. So for more information, let's give the a web address and people can really get more details and, and find out where those actual drop-off sites are. That's right. You can donate online at northwestharvest, all one word, dot O-R-G. And our website automatically issues a tax receipt. So you've got that right there with you. And there are donation sites across uh, Western Washington, and we'd love to see you there. Some of them include uh, the Tacoma Mall, and I think there's six locations that are on our website, and you can check those out. Yes, there's certain to be one that's within an easy commute of wherever it is that we call home. Thomas Reynolds, this has been a most enlightening time with you. I so appreciate uh, that you've taken time with us. I just appreciate your life, your history, and the fact that you are here with us now with Northwest Harvest doing this really critical work. Thanks, Kate. I'm going to be doing this today, and I'm going to be doing this for the next several years. And I think, you know, there's nothing more important than food justice and making sure that people can eat. Exactly. So let's all be part of the hometown team. Let's all join forces and help Northwest Harvest and Home Team Harvest make that all-important goal of 5 million more meals this year. We can do it and be a great team.